0: Today we are sat with Emily from Written in the Sky. So Emily is a astrologist and a yoga teacher, bodywork therapist. She, she's got a lot of beautiful things going on. Um, and today we're super excited to chat to her all things astrology. And when Brie and I started this podcast, or probably even like a smidge before, when we just sort of started talking about it, I was like, I know who I want to interview. And it was you. <laughs> so welcome. I've been waiting for this moment for like two or three months now. I'm super excited to have you here and share all of your knowledge and light with everyone who's listening to the podcast. Uh, so welcome.
2: Thank you. <laughs> it's an honour to be here, to be thought of in that way. It mm. feels really nice <laughs> to uh, be seen. <laughs> yeah, totally.
0: <laughs> Being seen in lots of ways today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, if you've been listening to our podcast, you know that when we have our guest on, we ask them what their cosmic code is, which is their sun sign in astrology, um, their human design, and also their life path number. So, Em, could you please tell us what your cosmic code is?
2: Yeah, of course. So, my sun sign is in Capricorn, um, but then I also have a rising sign and a moon sign in Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. So, I'm a bit, I'm a bit of both. I'm a bit yep. of Jupiter and I'm a bit of Saturn. Um, I am a manifesting generator one three profile and a life path number seven nice nice
1: one nice deep individual
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: I love hearing other people's cosmic codes and just I don't know like experiencing how your journey must be for you from all these different aspects yeah I'm sure you feel like that too Being an astrologer,
2: yeah. One of my first questions is always, "So when's your birthday?" Yeah, (laughs) hundred percent. I go in. Our kind of people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. People always
1: say to me that aren't like in this room. They're like,
0: "You can't just like ask
1: people that straight up." I'm like, "Well, I just did."
0: So. Also, what if we just wanted to buy people gifts? Like we could just be wanting to be like, "When's your birthday? I have a beautiful gift in mind for (laughs) you." Exactly. Blowing up your life.
2: It can be seen in that way, or expanding. <laughs> expanding it. Well, yeah.
0: when I say blowing up your life, I mean blowing up everything that you thought you knew about yourself to yeah. actually really truly know yourself. Yeah, absolutely. just so we're <laughs> good on what I mean. Coming <laughs>
2: <that. laughs> oh, in and dropping bombs. To be in
0: my brain is a fun <laughs> thing.
2: It's um, a real gift. To, oh. <laughs> <laughs> being in my brain, or <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> being in your brain and your presence. Oh, thanks, God. <laughs> <laughs> so good I feel that so can you tell us a little bit about how you came to astrology and how long you've kind of been dancing with it in your life for
2: yeah for i guess um, for as long as I can kind of remember it's always kind of been there the veil of, between the this 3d world and the spiritual occult world has been very thin since mm. um, since a young child but it was about when I turned 21 it all started to really activate and come alive in my life. And um, yeah, so for a long time, I, in my early childhood, I really struggled with myself. I didn't quite know how I quite fit. <laughs> mm. um, and yeah, I guess I journeyed into yoga and started finding myself. And as I deepened that practice, astrology um really became something that I used, a tool that I used to help me understand myself and my different energy types. Mm. Um, when I was 13, I left school um, and I was diagnosed with bipolar. And um, yeah, I got thrown around a lot with all of these different labels and I really held on to this idea that I was somehow broken mm. um, and I needed to be fixed. And once I began to delve deep into, once I kind of left that conventional side of treatment, and really like delve deep into this, I used astrology to help me understand my energy types. Mm. So what I understood was that I have a lot of um, Saturn energy and a lot of Jupiter energy. And Saturn's all about, let's put on the brakes. Let's, Mm. you know, let's rein it in. Let's get serious. Let's get traditional. Um, And Jupiter is all about expansion and growth and abundance. So it was like this journey for me of like, push on the accelerator and let's go really fast and let's expand and then it's like, no, oh, put on the brakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's this constant it was this constant um Yeah, this con- Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <people just laughs> pull. This, yeah, push mm, pull. Yes. Yeah. That's a beautiful way to kind of um explain it so yeah once I started to understand what my energy type was I then began to have more compassion for myself Mm. I began to see that I wasn't broken at all it was just these are the energy types that I came in with Mm. and you know I'm a big believer um, in that we chose this life and we chose everything um, that we experience in this lifetime and we needed that for our own um, karmic evolution to release karma um, and to move more into the space of um, collecting Dharma essentially, mm. um, that's so beautiful, what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you
1: said that because that's how when I first found numerology, that's how I felt like i mm. felt I felt this huge acceptance of who I am and like that it was okay just to be who I knew I was at my soul level. And like before, like what you were saying, I just didn't feel like I could be that full expression. and seeing it mirrored back, it's like... Oh, it's like I could take a deep breath. It's yeah. mm. really powerful, actually, isn't it? We,
2: you actually, um, I'm probably jumping ahead, but you have a stellium in Capricorn, and I also have a stellium in Capricorn. So we have we share quite a quite similar energy types. So, ah.
0: yeah. Oh, it's probably Soul why sister. you two are some of my
2: fave peeps. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I kind of felt like I walked in here and I knew you, and you're like, oh hi. And I'm like, oh yeah, no, I know <laughs> Yeah, we've done this before, Del yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what me, me and you were like. were like Oh, we don't actually know each other, but we know each other Yeah, That's why when I was like, hang on, have you two met? I was kind of like in the back of my head, like kind of a weird question Because you know her birth chart and now you know her life path number So what else is there to be said?
1: So we're good here Yeah, The rest of the episode will be silence. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to talk about <laughs>
2: And there's that Capricorn (laughs) humor. So good. I love it.
0: I think also what you said about, you know, when you were diagnosed with bipolar, like having all of these labels thrown at you. And I think sometimes in the conventional world, we accept those labels and we do see them very much as I'm broken. But then I think astrology and so many other systems give you not even a label, but just something to sit within, like you said, that just gives you compassion for yourself and you can stop running to try and change yourself or running away from yourself or trying to fix yourself because there's nothing inherently broken about you ever it's literally just like you said you come in here you choose this path and I love what you said about you know healing karma and then collecting dharma oh I mean if that's yes girl not what an astrology chart helps you see yeah yeah I don't know. It's powerful.
2: Yeah. Yes, essentially it just shows you where your magic is, mm. you know, like because we lose that. We've lost that touch and that connection to our own essential magic because mm. we all come in so like we're, we're just all individuals. Mm. And we've all got these different beautiful energy types that really want to be expressed, but they want to be expressed at the highest expression, you mm. know, at the city level of, of, of that. So, mm. yeah, I really find that astrology really helps you to unlock that to see where the challenges are within Mm. your life, to see what it is that you're dealing with and the experiences and the karma that you've got to move through in this lifetime Mm. so that you can then progress and move into the highest expression of who you were meant to be, essentially. Mm. And, yeah, astrology just gives you that permission to, like nothing's really set in stone in astrology. And the way that I kind of look at things is that every energy type has a shadow you know mm. and then it has this beautiful gift that can be expressed out into the world and then there's the city like the um the more enlightened <laughs> expression mm. of um of that energy and um yeah that's why people kind of say well I don't really resonate with you know my star sign or this or that and it's kind of like yeah because where are you in the expression of it you know like mm. where are you in the scale of how you're expressing that and sometimes we can be in a great deal of denial around um our challenges and, mm. our, and our shadows you know we don't really want to look at ourselves so mm. when, when we're confronted by that we kind of go oh yeah no I don't resonate because <laughs> it's definitely not nope. that's not the idea I had. <laughs> yeah and I I fell into that initially mm. like I've I've never resonated with my capricorn um, energy types until just recently recently Mm. because because it's heavy capricorn's Mm. heavy there's a lot of karma that comes through with that Mm. But there's a lot of magic because once we break through that we will be amazing healers and Mm. leaders and um we show people the way because Mm. the highest expression of capricorn is the bodhisattvas so it's Mm. this it's this energy of like we're forever you know working on ourselves to get to the point where then we can Shine light on everybody else mm-hmm. and show them that we don't have to live in this way. We don't have mm-hmm. to live in this 3D mainstream bubble of. Ugh.
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah.
2: I got chills. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm like sitting here thinking, I think I have five planets in Capricorn, right? <laughs> <then." laughs>
0: can um, we dive cool, a little cool, bit into cool. Breeze Chart now?
2: Yeah. Yeah, we can. Um, what specifically do you want to know about Capricorn? Um, so it's in the thought- fourth house, you've got, you do have um, four planets there. You've got Neptune, <laughs> you've got Uranus, you've got um, Mercury and you've got Saturn. Um, and then your Very North, but then your north <laughs> Node is also there um, in the fourth house. And this is um, a lot around family karma and the home life um, and certain things. So you've come from, your South Node has come from Cancer, um, which is in the 10th house. Um, you've also got, in this, in this, the axis of cancer and Capricorn, there's a lot there for you because it's this push pull around, um, feeling, not feeling, finding, you know, finding balance and being a little bit more stoic, but then also expressing and not moving into the wounds of past lives where you were, uh, you weren't able to really, um, express yourself Mm. Um,
0: We're going to break down what some of these things mean also Yeah Mm.
2: yeah. So Brie has her rising sign in Libra um, Moon in Virgo And Sun in Aquarius Which is quite a beautiful combination Um, Yeah girl Thank you Thank you I'll be here all week (laughs) 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 Yeah yeah, so a little bit, actually, I'll go into that. So your sun sign is your core identity, who you are at, at your core. Um, it's where your vitality lives. It's where, like, your sense of purpose and your sense of drive lives. So the sun is essentially, um, you know, like our, our self-expression. Mm.
0: As in how we express ourselves to the world? Um,
2: or no? no? No. So the rising sign. Ah. Is more how you gotcha. express yourself out to the world. Right. The sun sign is more about like internal core expression. Mm. So we all, like as we move through life, we, we do put masks on, whether <laughs> whether or not we want to think we do or we don't. Mm. But when we go out into society, we don't always show our core. Mm. We don't always show our sun and our moon because th- that's vulnerable to be there. Right. The The Ascendant sign is kind of like this mask that we can kind of like put on as we go out into the world <laughs> to kind of protect these right. parts of us. And in a way, we kind of do need to protect ourselves, but then we also need to move beyond that and allow mm. ourselves to be truly, truly seen. Yeah. Um, but, so yeah, so the Ascendant sign will show you how you express yourself out into the world, how people generally see you. Mm. So when you say to somebody, oh, my Sun sign's an Aquarius, and they're like, oh... Right. You seem hey. part alien, but you seem more like a lover. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it's probably because they're more tuning into how you're showing up to them, um, mm. how you express yourself um, in that way. So, yeah, yeah. that's the ascendant, um, the external expression into the world, and then your moon sign is your emotions, how you express yourself emotionally, what you need um, mm. emotionally, um, and that can be quite tricky with a um a virgo (laughs) Um, i've been told this (laughs) yeah yeah the inner critic of a virgo can be really intense and then in partnership with the emotions um it can be quite deep there's a lot of heavy uh responsibility that you place upon yourself Mm -hmm. um you you set your bar really high which is so beautiful um and then you go there you have to go all the way even if it um even if you have to sacrifice how you're feeling emotionally, you just keep going because it's like motions. get in, know your place. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. 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 That's exactly it. I um, had to
1: work so hard on that because yes. I love to analyse everything instead of feeling things. And mm. so the last few years have been dedicated to actually coming into my body and letting myself feel that since I had a, a reading
2: yeah. and found
1: that out because, mm. yeah. It was just this never ending cycle of trying to reach this perfectionist state of I
2: don't know, control yeah. feelings. Mm. It doubles, it intensifies even more because it's in the twelfth house. So it's in the last house of so, transformation, transfiguration. You like it's this it's this need to move beyond that now. Yeah. Like you this lifetime it's like it's now. Well that's good. It's I not feel next like lifetime. I'm trying. It's this lifetime. We're doing it. Yeah, <laughs> now. All the Capricorns like you've got, you've got the drive, you've got the responsibility, you've got that um, that dedication to really make it happen.
0: Mm, go,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. So, so, you keep talking about the houses.
1: Would now be a good segment into the houses, and then we can go flow into Holly's,
2: or yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so the houses really like provide the context mm. for the planets and the zodiac. So the first house is the house ruled by Aries, um, and it's the house of self. So it's um, very much about appearance and self identity, and yeah, how you're projecting yourself out into the world. Like, mm. how do I relate mm. to the world? Right. Um, yeah. So that's like the the house of self. Um, and then the second house is Taurus, and it is all about resources and like those basic survival needs. Um, so that will show you like. You know where you are, like what what kind of karma you have around money and and bringing mm. things in and possessions to the material world. It is also um, it also shows you like where your ego is at in the sense of like your lower mind. So it also represents um, yeah, the the lower mind, the mm. ego, the very three D mind. Mm. Um, and then we move on to the third house, which is um the house of communication it's ruled by gemini um, and it's all around the mind again (laughs) and um yeah thinking communicating speaking um yeah how we how we communicate with the world Mm. and then the fourth house is ruled by cancer and it's the house of home and family and it's all about like where you feel safe um and belonging and um being a part of something and it's the emotional body the mm. chart. then we move on to the fifth house which is um ruled by leo um, and it is the house of creativity um, of self-expression of joy it's you know leo is ruled by the sun um so it's very um it's very vibrant <laughs> that house um, I do you love a leo yeah your son is in the fifth house <clears throat> oh <laughs> so it also takes on those leo qualities that's um, interesting because my
1: goddaughter's a leo too Beautiful. Got quite the vibe happening. Got, oh, it sounds <laughs> My like husband's it. husband's a Leo.
2: And, every, and it's <laughs> Love like, it. you've got like four um, planets in the house of family. Mm. So, and you're not going too. say two. Um, and then we move on to the sixth house. So the sixth house is a house of service. Um, it is ruled by Virgo and it's all around work and health and routines. And then the seventh house um, is ruled by Libra and it's the house of relationships. So it's like... Like how do I relate with others, um, essentially? Then the eighth house, which is um, ruled by Scorpio, and it is the house of spiritual development. Um, mm. So it's all around death and rebirth, um, and power, um, and intimacy, and um, it kind of rules the house of like sexual energy um, and sexual relationships. Um, and then, yeah, and then we move on to the ninth house, which is the house of beliefs and it is, um, Jupiter. Jupiter rules this house. I really love the ninth house. (laughs) (laughs) We
0: could all just live in the ninth house.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So, so, so Sagittarius rules it, but then Jupiter rules Sagittarius, um, Mm. Sagittarius, um, energy. And that is all about your beliefs. Um, and, um the next step in the evolution of your spiritual development Mm. um so it's the higher mind it Mm. wants to go to the places it wants to understand the world it um yeah so it's the house of beliefs and then we move into the 10th house which is the house of status and it is capricorn is the ruler of this house and it is all about like your position in society what kind of work you do your reputation um career (coughs) all that kind of stuff then we move into the eleventh house, which is the house of long-term memory. It's a social house, but it is also um, very much related to like our trauma signatures. Um, anything that has like so Aquarius rules this house, and anything that has like a strong Aquarian um, energy to it is bringing in a lot of like past life stuff. So if you have a lot of stuff in your um, in your eleventh house or anything. In Aquarius, there is that's a complete indication that there is a lot of like karma mm. to be done in this lifetime, mm. to be worked through. Yeah. So then... Do you have a lot of things in your
0: 11th house? Is that what
2: your face is? No, just um, Aquarius, I'm like, oof. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, your 11th house, um, it's actually, Leo is actually ruling that house and your Jupiter is there. Holly has stuff. we'll get to Holly later (laughs) strap in dolls (laughs) buckle your seatbelt (laughs) Um. we have
0: a blooper on one of our podcast episodes where we say strap in kids it's gonna be a bumpy ride
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love that I love that I love that <laughs> well, it is because that's life. Like, yeah, you, you totally. You can't move through life without any bumps. if any, no. Anyone comes to me and says, oh, no, I've got no trauma, I'm like, red flag. <laughs> <laughs> red flag. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. you like, wouldn't be cute. here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you wouldn't be here The soul you had, wants like, to work through something. nothing to work on. If everything was hunky-dory, then why are you here? Yeah. Um, shouldn't so you be up there?
0: Yeah, guiding <laughs> us all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then, um, just the last house is the twelfth house, and it is the house of transcendence, so mm. transformation, and it's ruled by Pisces. But, um, yeah, it's all about spirituality and mysticism. But it also, in the shadow side, is like escapism, and mm. has quite a lot of Pisces has quite a lot of tendency to just disassociate mm. and just chuff off. I've noticed mm. that with
1: a lot of Pisces
2: mm. friends and family, mm. Mm. and you could also refer it back to your um, <laughs> like, moon don't to think. <laughs> in Virgo in the twelfth house because it's ruled by Pisces. Oh. So you would disassociate a lot when it comes to emotions. I definitely used to just chill mm. off. Yeah, all right. So yeah,
1: now I'm <laughs> more like place. now I'm more like okay, like here you go, everyone, strap in,
0: strap in. <laughs> here it is. <laughs> So with, yeah. the, with the houses, is this why, of course, some people can have the same signs, but they're having completely different expressions of it because it's in different houses? Yeah. Right. So yep. it, if someone has, you know, a Taurus placement in the 11th house compared to the 12th house, it's going to, Taurus will express
2: differently in there? Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. It kind of gives you the context of it. it. kind of gives you like, you know, where it's going to manifest. Yeah. Like how it's going to show up in your life. Yeah. And so what about if there's
1: like you've said a few things like about how we've got planets in certain houses. What if there's nothing in that house? How does that it's it's
2: still definitely relevant. There's just not a um, intense focus on it. Okay. So essentially, as a whole beings, we have all of the energy types. We are all of the Mm. archetypes. Okay. You know, but it's just we have different parts of us that are more predisposed to being a certain way, and we're more like our our karma is to experience that in that area of that life rather than mm. that, is that the me? one that's empty. Yeah. So is yep. it
1: kind of almost like it's more amplified if there's
2: yeah, there's more. It's more amplified if there's planets there. Okay, mm. that's interesting. Mm. Yeah,
1: because yeah. I just kind of never really looked at the. Parts of my chart that have nothing in them, but
2: it's, mm.
1: it's interesting what you're saying to actually look into those. It's, it's still there. It's, it's
0: still, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cause I feel like when people come to astrology first, it's very much just like, what's my sun sign, my ascendant and my moon sign. And then like, eh, yeah, I don't need to think about anything else, but I think this is why it's so important to like have your birth chart read by someone like you, because it really gets you so much deeper into who you are and what you were talking about before, like the challenges that you're facing um, and also just having some grace through all of those challenges, like knowing I'm capable of moving through this, my soul chose this, there's no escaping it, I've mm. got to move through it and if I don't, you're coming back next time <laughs> again to work on the same thing probably.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. And then we also have Saturn that, um, mm. that comes around and conjuncts with our natal Saturn um three times in our lifetime this is the saturn return yes yes awesome yeah so then saturn also does that as well it's kind of like like you've chosen this like it's time to get serious and um, step into that and the houses
1: have a big influence on saturn return right like how you experience it
2: in what area yeah Yeah. and then Mm. also the sign so the zodiac sign that it's in like Mm -hmm. it's it's the three you've got to kind of look at it
1: yeah, because I did not realize that at all when I was going through mine. I was kind of like, "Why does mine feel like this?" And everyone else's, mm. doing like that. It might have been more of an internal, mm. I don't know, transformation. Or, I don't know, mm. kick in the guts. <laughs> Whereas mine was very external focus. Um, so mm. yeah, it's like I wish I knew that mm, before, before you went. Yeah, <laughs> and just knowing how. How to navigate it? I guess is that something in readings that you help people?
2: Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, we can definitely look at you know where it's playing out in your life um, because that's a huge, that's a huge part of it. You know, you've got the energy types, um, you've got like the where, like where it's happening, um, and then you've got like the what, which is the planets. Mm. Yeah. So is Holly
1: in hers? No,
0: I am. Can we go a few steps back? on like Saturn return, like what it actually is. Good, cool. Everyone's going to go, because I didn't know what a Saturn return was until I found myself here in my, am I going through my Saturn return? Um, yeah. Yeah. So I didn't know that it was, I feel like you hear people like kind of talk about it, but I didn't realize it's something that everyone goes through multiple times in their life and... I guess what it even means the significance of it uh and even just Saturn's energy itself cuz Saturn is quite karmic right
2: yeah Saturn's um Saturn's quite heavy it's the grandfather energy type mm. you know it's that real um it's it's quite a serious energy it's quite a heavy um karmic energy but it's got there's like death and rebirth kind mm. of energy to it as well and um yeah, so Saturn um, returns into your life every between the age of 27 to 30. Um, and what generally is happening in that time in your life is you're moving from becoming a child into the adulthood. Mm. So it's kind of like this initiation into becoming an adult. Mm. And moving from that space of being a child into adulthood, there becomes so much more responsibility. Mm. You know, there's a lot more structure that goes into your life. You've got to like really... You know, because we have to, which is ridiculous, we have to pay to live in this world. Yeah, like, how <laughs> so rude. Just, I, like, I, I, just, I still can't comprehend
0: it. But I anyway. think about that often too. I'm like, what if money just wasn't a thing? Would oh. we all just be trading? Like, you know,
2: oh. it could be so much easier. Oh, we would, we'd be out of here. Like, we'd be out of this <laughs> life, out of this, like, karmic spiral <laughs> a lot quicker, that's for sure. <laughs>
0: hey but our souls chose to be here when oh, money is a very real I know, thing
2: but sometimes i'm like this money no, thing thanks. like this working thing it's just not for me <laughs> oh,
0: i was completely really allergic agree.
2: to it <laughs> working allergic to it
0: yeah Aww. no it's not if you know this is could be our work that would be a vibe right yeah you sit and have, have conversation. yeah <laughs>
2: yeah but this is but this is what we were doing though totally like you know if you think about it before the turn of um oh i've lost the word before we came into a capitalist society, yeah. Yeah. you know, we, we, we would be together. what we did, yeah. And women would sit around and chat and yeah. talk about all of these things. and The real work. Oh, yeah. The real mm. work. Yeah, so, yeah, where were we? Saturn. satin <laughs> Saturn returns. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's this real initiation into becoming this adult. It becomes so much responsibility, and if you've spent most of your twenties just like, oh, you know, whatever, sleep when you're dead, party, 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 you're like, <laughs> you know, all the things that you know we can sometimes do when we, uh, you know, start to begin to express ourselves in this. Very unhealthy way because you know partying all the way through your twenties and not really thinking you know about your future or where you're going or having mm. the stability and setting up the structure of your life, then Saturn's going to come at 27 and he's going to kick your ass. Mm. You know, like there's going to be something hectic that happens, and I've seen this expressed in so many ways. I've had one friend that I went to school with. He he was down this track, you know, just partying. There was no mm. real um structure in his life there's no real responsibility being taken and he had a motorbike accident and ended up with 56 pins in his body mm. and saturn was like man like this is it this is a, your near-death experience mm. to shake you up to so you can step into like this next phase of your mm. life because whether we like it or not like we, we we're evolving like mm. it's, it's, we, we have to move on mm. <laughs> we have to grow and w- with that growth, does come certain responsibilities. Um, and that's what Saturn's about. Mm. He wants to know, like, you know, where are you in your life? Where's the structure? Mm. Like, where's the responsibility being taken for yourself? Mm. You know, like, and especially if, you know, we're in denial about ourselves and we're, we're living in this very unconscious way, Saturn comes in and is like, nope, it's time to wake up now. Mm. Like, you know, like your behaviors, the way you're expressing yourself, it's not healthy anymore. You know, mm-hmm. it's time to move. You can get away with it, but
0: now you no longer can. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. To what extent? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, totally. Um, Is this why you think people get to a particular age, like around that 27 mark, and it's like, who the F am I? Yeah. What am I doing with my life? Where am I going? What's my purpose? What, like, what have I been doing for the yeah. last, you know, however many years of my adult life? Just, Yeah.
2: Mm, yeah. That generally happens around – that generally happens the first time around 21 Mm -hmm. when Saturn is squared Mm. to natal Saturn Um, and that's the initial first start of it. So, you've got a chance here. Saturn's like, Mm. you know, I'm just – just knocking on your door, just letting you know it's mm. like it's time. We're getting there. It's time to like mm. begin the journey. <laughs> yeah,
0: I feel and that. And then when
2: it comes full circle, and you, and you still haven't taken yeah. the signs, and you still haven't taken the steps to take accountability and responsibility for your life, that is like all right. Well, something's, gotta, something's, something's, something's gotta gotta gonna something's to change. Hmm. I have. I've had so, so many friends that have gotten to this point and have had serious accidents. Or hmm. there's been. Um, real hectic breakups, real ugly um, breakups and, like, just, like, heavy stuff. So Mm. I'm like, if you're 21 and you're listening to this, (laughs) like, answer the tap. Yeah. (laughs) Don't don't shut the blinds. Mm. (laughs) Don't block it out. Yeah. I reckon 21
0: was probably the age where I started being like, oh, I don't really know if I like this life anymore. Like, I don't really know if it's for me. I think I need to, like... But then also, like, I don't know if you sort of alienate yourself a little bit and that's, like, also not a great thing to do either. But you kind of start questioning, like, what is everyone else doing and am I just following blindly or, like, do I need to start stepping away and finding, yeah, didn't do it fully when I was 21. You know, had a little bit more fun. I was going to say, this is the master and entry coming out because I certainly was not there at 21. Oh, <laughs> I honestly remember and I remember feeling like I don't fit in anymore. Like, this is not what I want anymore. But – yeah, I didn't completely like, you know, give everything up, but um, I do remember that having that moment of like, what's going on here?
2: Yeah, mm, yeah. Cool. You have do have like a lot of Pisces energy, so the veil is quite thin for you as well. So mm. it's probably easier for you to connect to that. Mm. Um. Yeah, yeah, and and this is the beauty of being able to understand your chart. You know, like cause, mm. because some of us, we are a little bit more. Mm, Lucky in a way because, you know, when the veil is thin, it's easy to see. It's easy mm. to understand. It's easy to like to, to bring in these messages and to listen to ourselves. When it's quite thick and there's like a lot of heavy karma um, in your life and in your chart, then sometimes that veil can be quite thick mm. and it's a little bit harder to penetrate through. Mm. But I, I say lucky. Uh,
0: <laughs> Loosely.
2: Yeah, yeah, because, because we chose it. Yeah, we chose every single thing that, we, no luck that about happened it. to us in our lifetime, whether you want to like acknowledge that or not, mm. we chose it. Mm. You know, like you signed that contract metaphorically, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when you came down, yeah, and you decided that this was your. This is what I'm working this through. This is your lifetime, and not everything is set in stone at all. Mm. Um, but you knew that these were the lessons that you were going to. Have to deal with, Mm. have to move, and have to move through. So, yeah, if the accident does happen or something big does happen for you around your Saturn return, you know it's always so nice to come back and to zoom out and go, no, I chose this, Mm. (laughs) and to get out of that, um, and that that lower vibration. Yeah, because Saturn can create that. It's Saturn also the shadow side of Saturn. It's very melancholy. It's depression is Mm. heavy within mm. the space of um, of Saturn mm. because it's restrictive. It's like it wants to like slow oh, everything uh, down. Get type. you in a box, get back in your box. Mm. <laughs> it's interesting too, like when
1: you're in it, like for me it did feel very much like that, just so incredibly heavy, everything, every single pillar fell away.
2: Mm. What but about within
1: your family dynamic?
2: Mm.
1: Everything to do with family, f- like it fell apart. And at the time I'm like, why, why, why? And now I'm like, take a step back. I'm like, thank God. Like, because that life wasn't in alignment at all.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And I needed Saturn to come in and help me pivot because I Mm. couldn't pivot myself. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're working through it, I guess all I'm trying to say is like, it feels, it might feel really hard, but there is absolutely... Mm. light on the other side of that and it's all happening for a reason yeah yeah yeah, creative
0: destruction
2: yeah and it's not happening to you it's happening for you absolutely Mm. yeah and that's i guess sometimes when we are in the the bubble of certain we can get really lost and a lot Mm. of depression um and heaviness can come up and um Mm, I'm and sure. you come out and you're like, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm alive. Yeah. And
1: I'm in alignment and like things are good again. Like it's it's totally worth the pain in my opinion.
2: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because you're releasing karma. Mm. Yeah. So you're like you're lighter. Your soul is going, Oh yeah, we did it Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
1: like all of these like when you were talking before about like the range of expression, Jimmy, like where you're sitting, like what how it's manifesting all these different energies, it's like I was definitely much in the lower vibration of all these, like in the not self. And then since that, I've been able to step further into my true self, which is so powerful. Like yeah. it's such a gift. Like Saturn return, co- you know, it gets a lot of shade, but mm. it's such a powerful transformational time. So I just, I guess I don't want people to fear it, like just mm. lean into it and allow mm. The universe to like work with the universe, mm-hmm. like work with this grand plan. Mm.
2: Absolutely, and we live in a world of um, polarities. You know this duality, and the thing—the beautiful thing—that I really find about Saturn because I've got a lot, and um, for a long time, you know, I was very—I uh, <laughs> won't tell anyone. I want <laughs> to know. I don't want to know. I got all this going on. <laughs> um, but the beautiful thing is, is that when you fail into the depths, into the deep darkness you get to experience that on the mm. whole other side of the lightness. So mm. because because it has, to, it has to balance out in some way. So if you go really, really, really deep and deep and deep and deep and dark and the rest of the world or the rest of the people around you aren't doing that, just know and just remind yourself that you will get to then feel the heights of the heights. You mm. will then get to move into the ecstasy of what life can show you. Mm. And, you know, I've... I've sat with this and contemplated this so much in my life because, you know, I've been really low sometimes in my life, like to the point of like I I was just like I don't, you know, I'm I'm done, Mm -hmm. like I'm out, and since that I have been able to then feel and experience some of the most profound (laughs) moments in time that have just. Mm. Puffed me into this. I can't really explain it because when you get into this space, into this world, and into these heights, like there's, there's no words that can explain mm. the ecstasy, that ex- yeah, that happens. Um, and not ecstasy as you know, I guess what we see in this, you know, very low vibrational 3D plane, like drugs. Like we're talking about, like the the, Lifts. Eh, the yeah, mm. the the heights of the heights. Mm. Um, so that can be really, really beautiful. But then it's also like, you know, we really do have to take responsibility and accountability for the fear, for the darkness. Mm-hmm. So if you're resonating with that, if that's coming up for you, like as you listen to this, know that that's on you. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and that's something that you've got to dive into and go, whoa, okay, yeah. like why am I, why am I, why am I fearing, fearing this? Um, mm. Yeah. Because nobody, not even astrology, can make you feel anything, you know, like it's mm. only when you say, oh, yeah. Like you allow that to happen, that you then create that for yourself, um, and we're in full control. Mm. Um, these these energies, you know, don't make you do anything. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's it's you leading that. You can't blame the moon for no, you. You can't blame <laughs> mer- Mercury retrograde. I feel Although so we sorry. Try. Yeah. yeah. Try all you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, because, you know, we're so conditioned to look externally Yeah. Um, for our grace, for our peace, because we're all searching for that, you know, whether you want to mm. um, admit it or not. You know, we, we are all looking to merge back with source, essentially, mm. um, and it expresses in multiple different ways and it has multiple different layers or labels, um, but it all is, is that we're just essentially wanting to merge back to mm. source and back.
0: Yep. So how how long does someone move through their Saturn return well, for?
2: It really just depends. Ah, it's um, different for everyone. It is different for everybody. Interesting. Uh, it just depends on what degree Saturn is um, huh. uh, within that house system. Fascinating. Uh, so but fascinating. generally, like, um, so you're a bit of a late bloomer hole, but that's cool. Like, you, <laughs> like... <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so it just really depends, but generally it starts to build from about um, 27 mm. and it kind of ends um, around 30. So if I had to like
0: pin it, yep. did my Saturn return start like maybe <laughs> a year six. ago or
2: something? <laughs> mm. yeah. 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 Maybe a year and a half mm. um, you've been leading into this. Your Saturn is in your first house and um, it, it is all about how you relate to the world. Mm. Okay. How, where are you? How how you're relating to everyone. Like mm. how, you know. Mm. Um, what's your drive in this life? Like taking that responsibility because you've got a lot of magic to give. You have come from many lifetimes of being um like the bodhisattva, like being the sage, being the the guru. There's so many names for these things. I just get so lost. Yeah. But like <laughs> <laughs> being in this um spiritual um higher space and you've come into this lifetime you've come from um you've come from Taurus, and you've come into this lifetime to be grounded in the teachings so that you can deliver it to others in a very accessible easy um, way for them to understand because we can get so caught up into the oh my god the path to enlightenment just so much Mm. but really there's not Mm. yeah (laughs) it's quite (laughs) simple yeah it's just because everything you know all of the teachings that have come before us have come through somebody Mm. you know like so that's just somebody else's experience Mm. of that (laughs) Mm. you know so the beautiful thing about you is that you help people to know that you know their experience is still true and you're still on the path um it just doesn't have to be so complicated Mm. you know it doesn't have to be so scary um and so like far away for somebody to like hold on to Mm. um
1: gosh i feel like i can fully see that too as just from recording our first six episodes, listening to how Holly explains things. Like I've heard so many of these teachings for years now, but when Holly speaks, it's, I don't know, like this pure, I don't know, grounded approach to spirituality that like personally I can finally like grab onto Mm. and I can really feel and see that wisdom in in you. Like from such a young age, it's been so present in you. So this just makes so much sense to me. Mm.
2: Yeah, yeah, it does. And I remember, um, like, gosh, it must be, like, 11, 11 years ago now when you you came to one of my yoga classes. You did one of my... Uh, yeah In Belmont? Yeah, no. Reflections Within. Oh, I my I think goodness. you've only just done your training and you're just, like, yeah. beginning beginning the journey there and I remember you being Wild. in my class and I was like oh yeah I can Aww. I can see the power in this one and then wow. I haven't been close watching the journey but i have kind of just watching it from afar and it's, mm. it's actually really beautiful that like you've mm. got a really um beautiful life path mm. <laughs> and you're doing it so so well like mm. <laughs> so I think you just have to <laughs> constantly to I'm like, so I'm like, there already. <laughs>
0: You just have to – well, it, it's just everyone is so different, right? But yeah. for me personally, it's just been this continual, oh, okay, surrender. And, like, when I say surrender, like, surrender is not an easy thing to do at all. <laughs> and I think me going through this Saturn return thing was when I finally was like, okay, I'm going to surrender to this. Like, anyone going through a Saturn return, I totally was like, holy – Who am I? I felt like a lot darker than I have ever felt in my life. Like I remember saying to my husband, I was like, I don't think I've been this sad in my entire life and I've been through some shit, but this feels like the hardest moment of my life ever and I didn't know why. And everything I was doing, I still really loved and enjoyed and all of my work and my relationship and everything was still, everything was amazing, but I was like, there's something that just feels a bit darker inside of me that I haven't really felt before when everything is fine if that makes sense and then so when I finally was like allowed for that to be there it the embrace of this time of my life has just been so different now and I feel like I can breathe and appreciate and what you were saying before like if you can go into those deepest darkest places then you can reach that state of bliss on the other side of it all as well And I think so many people go through really dark times or really heavy times and it's like, I have to fix myself. I'm broken. This sucks. What's wrong with me? And it's like, no, in those times when you're feeling so dark, if you can just actually hold yourself in that darkness and I think this is why astrology is so powerful because it helps you realise there's a meaning for everything that happens to you. You don't need to fix it. You don't need to run away. There's nothing wrong with you. If you're going through something really heavy at the moment, maybe like a Saturn return, (laughs) I think if you can seek out someone like Am or an astrologist who can just let you see the light of your being in that moment, I think that's where the true magic comes and that's where the true growth can come into it as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And everything is seasonal, right? Like,
0: Yeah, we're remembering c- that.
2: We're, yeah, we're cyclical beings. We Everything is temporary. It's yes. never going to last forever. But we have this thing and so when we get into the darkness, it's like, oh, my God, we're going to get out. It's suffocating Totally. You know, we think it's going to last forever. But if we just allow ourselves to be in that space, it will eventually pass.
0: Yeah. And I think too, like, if we start growing, we're like, oh, my God, life is getting so good. At some point, it's going to, like, a little bit go like because your planets and things are always changing. And when you've had, like, this really amazing moment in life or whatever, I see it happen all the time. And then people have something that doesn't feel so great. It's like they let everything fall apart. And, I mean, not in the sense of, like – um you know, things might actually fall apart and allowing that to happen, but they think, yeah, everything is broken. And now the heights that I reach don't even matter anymore. Like all oh, the growth that happened doesn't even matter. It's like, no, just like let yourself ride that journey. And it's, it's so hard to remember at the time.
2: Oh, it is. it is, it is. <laughs> and that's the beauty of life, isn't it? Yeah. Because it is quite, it is a lower frequency mm. you know? like, and it is more dense frequency. So it's not it's not, you know, always that easy to, to pull us out of, mm. out of that frequency. Totally. Especially when we've got so much, uh, like being overstimulated by so much, mm. by Wi-Fi, by like just there's just so much coming in and penetrating our fields all of the time. Yeah. That, you know, we, we need to give ourselves a little bit more grace knowing that. totally. You know, and I was one of those. Like I've had many peaks and valleys in my life and, you know, I've got this – very um, bipolar energy and um, I would often I would often really beat myself up. I'd get mm. high, I'd feel these things, I'd connect deeply with spirit, I'd have all of these like, oh, just ultra spiritual moments mm. and then I would drop quite rapidly mm. and shoot into, you know, the depths of the darkness and I went into this uh, just as COVID hit actually. I dropped again mm. um, and it was really really, really dark, seeing the darkness of the world, seeing mm. the darkness of the collective, seeing where, you know, essentially the real pandemics were and I went down this really great rabbit hole and it took me some time um to really come back out and connect and see the light again. And mm. um yeah, you know, it's we, we do have to give ourselves grace because even if we are in it for a longer period of time than we wish mm. that other people are we just need to know that this is our journey. Mm. You know, this is this is a part of of why we have come here is mm. to, to experience that. And
0: yeah, and there's nothing wrong with you if you experience that, right? Oh, Or if you return not. to it all the time, like it's just
2: mm. yeah, yeah. I'm very much like a, I, people see me as this extrovert, but I'm very much um, an introvert. I very much mm. like my own space, my own solitude. I, I need long periods of time to be to be with myself. Mm. Um, yeah, mostly because, you know, like I've, I've found throughout my life that um, when I move out into society in this space, there's not much – there's not a great deal of acceptance mm. out there and people don't want you to be around them when they're heavy. and blah, 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 blah So there's this great, you know, thing within me where I just need to remove myself because if I go out <laughs> into society when I'm in this space – it sends me further, Mm. further down and Mm. further deeper and recognising that, that it's not actually a bad thing and that, you know, there are some things that I still need to move through in order to like fully let go of these deep, like, you know, strong held beliefs, but giving myself grace to go, you know what, you know, you don't have to be out there right now. Mm. You can be here and it is okay. Like, you know, like wherever we are, it's exactly where we're meant to be. Mm. Um, Yeah. So just allowing ourselves. It's been it well myself personally because I can only really speak for myself. Is it just allowing myself to be to be in those spaces and to, to honour that and to know that I need a great deal of time
0: mm. to myself.
2: And when I come out, I'm fun. and We have a great time <laughs> and it's a bloody blast. <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as I feel the the heaviness come on, I I I go home. I go mm. in. I, yep. I I I go there. And it's a time when I, and I lean on spirit a lot. Mm. And I guess that's a lot of how I look into, um, astrology charts is like, I'm not here to predict your future or to like, you know, um, prove something to you. Like Mm. when people come for readings with me, it's like this whole like, oh, I'm not going to say anything to that person until I know that she's like a real (laughs) psychic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, And I'm I'm just like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't have to, I have nothing to prove to anybody. Mm. What I'm here to do and to here to show people is like, where where your evolutionary ass like your um your axis is, like where are you going, where have you been, where you're going, where your magic is. So a lot of the planets that are closer to the sun, they're our personal planets and they change um quite quickly and that's how we find our individual identity. But then once we move past Saturn, um, out into the outer planets, they're more like um they're more our like collective planets That's they're the energy types mm. um, that we all kind of We're share going together. Through.
0: If someone wants to book in a birth chart reading with you, is mm. that what you call it? Birth chart reading? Yeah. yeah How do natal they do chart. that? A natal, a natal chart, chart, chart reading.
2: reading. That's mainly what I uh, specialize in. Yeah. Um, in yeah, in intuitive and psychological and evolutionary uh, intention. You can come for natal chart reading. We can do it in person. We can do it in Zoom. I am beginning to um, branch out a little bit more and work within the coaching field of mm. working with coaches and their clients mm. um, and helping them kind of come in from a totally different aspect um, because I'm calling in people that do want to do the serious work. I don't I don't have time for people that just want me to prove something um, mm. to them or just want to know when, you know, when are they going to find the love of their life? Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> You don't know? No. I don't. don't.
0: Hey, if you don't know yourself, girl, no one's going (laughs) to know. (laughs) Exactly.
2: (laughs) Um, Yeah. But if you're feeling like a little bit lost and you don't know where your direction is or you're going through a heavy Saturn return, I get a lot of people actually that come to me um, around their Saturn return. Mm. Um, This one and then the next one, which happens again at around... 54 to 60. And Mm. I say that loosely because it just depends on, you know, where Saturn is in your chart. Mm. Um, So, yeah. So, yeah. It's basically a tool to use to help you find some guidance and to find a little bit more grace and compassion Mm. for who you are and your energy types and your place in the world. Mm.
1: Beautiful. I always find these readings just like this beautiful mirror Mm -hmm. and – doing i feel like when someone else is holding the mirror up it's a bit
2: clearer mm. yeah yeah and it's a beautiful transmission right because it's this really it's this really beautiful intimate um, connection between the divine mm. you, and the reader you mm. know? so it's like you know it's like i'm this act this bridge yeah between worlds and um it can be very very powerful <laughs> i tend to try and get people's birth. <laughs> um times a little bit before the reading just so i can sit and tune into the energy field uh, Mm -hmm. for a while because sometimes i can find it a little bit hard when people walk in and they're very blocked Mm. off (laughs) yeah and i don't ever go in and just like pry or anything i always make sure that i ask their higher self um and get that permission before i delve too deeply Mm. um but yeah yeah i will probably have your chart your birth time <laughs> for a while before I meet you, so I can actually tune into in the it. field.
0: Um, so, if someone wants to book in re- a reading with you, they need just their birthday, place of birth, and time of birth.
2: Yeah, and the yep. time of birth is really quite important for it to be accurate because yep. the ascendant sign changes every two hours. Mm. So, if like you're out, <laughs> hello, yeah, <laughs> I was the same. <laughs> I was the I was the same when I initially had my chart mm. my, my birth time and I just made it up. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, I was born at seven thirty three a.m." and I, it turns out I was actually born at three thirty seven a.m.
0: <laughs> just a few hours different. It was
2: just flipped. <laughs> That's so funny. When you were
1: looking at your chart, then were you like, nah, like this doesn't add up." Um,
2: little bits, but my rising sign what said my right what my rising sign was was Aquarius. And my Mercury was an Aquarius. Mm, also. So there's a relation. So there was a relation. So I didn't quite make, couldn't quite identify the difference. Mm. But then when my rising sign was Sagittarius, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. It's yep. me. <laughs> I'm just, I'm a child in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else that you think is important for people to know about astrology or?
2: There's so much. We could probably just do another one. Yeah, that could be probably fun. Do another twelve. Well, we yeah. can. I'll be. I'm here for it.
0: Yeah. Like, cool. Um, There's so much to like unravel in astrology, and mm. I think, yeah, it's, it's never ending. It's never ending, and your charts, not your chart, is always changing. But your planets and things as they move, you know, it's going to influence you. Just like you know, going through a Saturn return, it's not happening for everyone. So, yeah, yeah.
2: it really helps I us to get connect back into the cycles and into it does. Yeah. 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 So for people who are just
1: kind of new to astrology and starting out, what's a good place for them to start? Because it can feel very daunting and overwhelming seeing your full yeah. chart come out.
2: Okay, so whenever I'm looking at somebody's chart, I first initially go to their north and south node. And these are the north and south nodes of the moon um, as it flows, as it moves throughout um, through the ecliptic path, pathway. Um, And that actually indicates to you where you have been, so where you have come from Mm. and where you were going. And I find a lot of magic here because it kind of helps us to see, like, the energy types that we have mastered, that we have brought in from another Mm. lifetime, and then looking at where it is that we kind of need to, like, go. What's the energy type that we need to start to embody Mm. um, so that we can begin to move forward? So I would look at your nodal axis, your north and south node, and then I would look at your your big three. So the big three that we talked about in the beginning, which is your sun, your moon and your rising. And that will give you um, a little bit more insight into uh, your um, personality and mm. how you like kind of show up and the energy types that you're kind of working with at the forefront every day. Mm. Um, yeah, so I would look at those three. I call them the big four. Um, Mainly because like I have a great love of evolutionary astrology <laughs> and I think that where we're going plays a very big part in um, our day-to-day lives because mm. we want to know that we're living our purpose and, you know, anchoring in that because that's another big question that comes through is like, am I am I um, in alignment with my mm. purpose? And it's always like, well, yeah, if it feels in alignment yeah. here, <laughs> yeah, you are. But yeah, that kind of just adds another layer to it. So, yeah, that's what I would suggest. You can. There's a beautiful. So there's. Oh, there's so much on, the internet. I wouldn't recommend just going and just like googling because <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Anyone it's a can, wormhole. Anyone isn't can it? just bloody write anything. Yeah, and, like, and oh. I feel like
0: there can be a bit of fear mongering in a lot of that like yeah. if you google particular things you might just find like oh f this yeah <laughs> um whereas I think that's why it's important having someone like you be the bridge between the two worlds who can transmit that wisdom in a way that is empowering not yeah. like life devastation
2: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I see it a lot we, we're always looking on the like outside yeah for <laughs> yeah for happiness Mm. a lot of the stuff that i've i'm reading at the moment is um very much around like ancient astrology because i've come i've come in from this like quite intuitive side and it's kind of like i've done this in so many lifetimes that it's just kind of reawakening the magic Mm. i'm moving back more into like ancient cool stuff which feels really nice that That feels feels great yeah Mm. yeah yeah i feel like the whole world
1: is starting to look starting to really look back, like way back into ancient wisdom now. Mm. It's such an incredible shift to to see and to be part of. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. Mm, I totally agree. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the collective shifts at the moment, like, can you see those moving around? Like,
2: Yeah, I can. Yeah. I can, but nothing's kind of uh, nothing's kind of concrete at the moment. And this kind of happened around 2019. Mm. Um, nothing's really, really set in stone before that things that kind there was kind of like checkpoints mm-hmm. <laughs> um but we've moved like the consciousness of the planet has elevated in such a way where things aren't set in stone mm, i feel anymore. that anymore mm. and it's kind of like we can go one way or the other i like totally I have yep. fear for one thing and, but then i have uh you know a little bit more hope for the other especially when we're in terms of ai there's this kind of uh I see it kind of like as AI kind of comes more into our life. Also, the spiritual side of things Mm. will also become quite. uh,
0: They almost like can't coexist. No, I get it. (laughs) it, I just said to Blake last night, I was like, holy crap, this stuff is coming up hard and fast. It's everywhere instantly. Mm
2: -mm. It's Mm. been coming for some time.
0: Yeah, but then like now it's just here. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's just accepted yeah and i'm like i'm just seeing it all the time now i'm like oh i hang on i don't actually i don't know now how i feel about this anymore Mm. and i can Mm. what you mean about like things aren't quite settled Mm. i can feel that like it's gonna go one way or the other yeah
2: (laughs) yeah the next the next three to four years will definitely be interesting to Mm. see how yeah we can we can we can have a whole another podcast all that. <laughs> Talking about all mm. that.
0: Like we said, strap in. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a bumpy ride. Yeah. Hey, but our souls signed up for that. We're yeah. all here at the yeah. same time. We're all here for a reason. Yeah. yeah.
2: And if you're, you know, if you're, I'm a big believer in if, that if you're conscious and you're doing the work and you're on the track then then you will be saved. Mm. If that makes sense. Like mm. you will be given the grace. If you
0: want to book in a birth chart reading with Emily, you can do that. We'll put her Instagram in the show notes and link to book a um, birth chart reading with her. Mm. And then if you have any questions about anything that came up during the episode, let us know anything that you want to learn more about. We can always get M back and we can dive a little bit deeper into something specific. Mm. Um, But yeah.
2: And if you want to like get on and kind of have a look at your chart, as I was saying before, I think this is where I got lost, Mm. was that you can get on to astro.com and that will do your chart for you. All of the information on that I resonate with a lot Mm. and um, there's a lot of truth in it. (laughs) Cool. And then an app on your phone is um, Time Passages. Time Passages. Yeah, they would be the two things, two places I would go for information if you're keen to do a bit of self-inquiry. Cool. Amazing. Thank Thank you. you. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Pleasure.